Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. or at least no opening. Therefore, there will be no conversation and there will be no vote and there will be no border bill, at least what they've put forth in the Senate. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com, the podcast at WIBC.com. The deal wasn't a worthwhile deal. Now, is this a deal that... Mitch McConnell really did negotiate from beginning to end, as Senator Chris Murphy has indicated, throwing uh, Mitch McConnell under the bus. I'm willing to believe it. Are we going to see the end of Mitch McConnell as the leader in the Senate? Yes, we are. I don't think that's a, a question. There are real questions about why you would move this piece of legislation forward. Well, Tony, it really did something about the border. No, It didn't. It said, here are some great things that we could do, and look, we'll write them down. And then here are all the things that can be done to counteract those things. Have a nice day. Started with a number that was certainly untenable at 5,000. Why would you think border protection kicks in at 5,000 people? And why would you tout that as something of strength? And not 5,000 people, 5,000 asylum seekers where you have to have these encounters before these rules can go into effect. Why would you look at that and say this is of value? That's an issue. That is not something you move forward with. So there'll be no vote. There are going to be votes on, on Israel funding, votes on Ukraine funding, just not a vote on this border bill. Those other votes will take place separately, which I have always favored, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. But something got said, because I'll get more into this, this border legislation and where we should go, what Republicans have already passed and Democrats refuse to look at. You want to talk about people being intransigent? I mean, that's just a reality. But Senator James Lankford, who very much so was hung out to dry here, but you were okay with some of the things in this paper, and that's just that's just a bit of madness. Although I will admit the idea that fellow senators are uh, screaming for your head, I think is awkward. Senator Langford made a statement in the Senate yesterday that I want you to hear. Because as I put out on social, to say this is not enough. Listen. In fact, I had a popular commentator four weeks ago that I talked to that told me flat out 
before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content, none, nothing was out at that point, that told me flat out, if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you. Because I do not want you to solve this during the presidential election. By the way, they have been faithful to their promise and have done everything they can to destroy me in the past several weeks. Name names. I want names. I want to know what commentator you're referring to. Who said, I don't want this solved? Name names. Let's hear it. Because this, this Senator Langford is nonsense. I'm not even saying it didn't happen. Name names. Don't put out there, oh, I've been threatened. Name names. And do it today. I want to know. I want to know the person who thought the politics were more important than the country. I want to know the person who said, if you solve this problem, I'll come at you. I want, I want, I want to know who they are. I don't think he's going to say, but damn it, I want to know. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. I know, I know. Never believe just one poll. I'm, I'm there. Never, ever believe just one poll. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Good to be here. Uh, We've determined that it's allergies. We've got that pretty much determined. Now I got to figure out what the allergies are and what you take uh, to make the madness stop. It's, 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 it's not even a cough today. Now it's just the, the throat, which as you know, in radio, eh, you don't really need that. There was a poll done in the state of Wisconsin. The state of Wisconsin took a look at head-to-head matchups. And in the head-to-head matchups, what they found was that Trump and Biden, Trump's ahead by a point. One point. One point. In a head-to-head matchup, Trump is ahead by one. Now, some people will tell you Trump is tied. As I saw it, it was Trump at 50, Biden at 49. People want to say tied. I don't know why you can't just be honest about the thing. Trump is ahead by a point. Haley, that's Nikki Haley, the former ambassador, former governor of South Carolina, she's ahead of Biden by 15. In this poll, Trump is ahead of Biden 50 to 49 percent. Haley is ahead of Biden 57 to 42 percent. But in the Wisconsin primary, Trump has 64 percent of the vote. You do the math. Do the math. Trump is going to get this primary. Nikki Haley is an easier victory 
in a general. Oh, Tony, she'd never win a general. Nobody. We're not asking the ardent Trump supporter what they think because we know what they think. I'm not dismissing you. I'm stating clearly what it is you think. This is not the first piece of polling that has showed these numbers. So I ask you, what do you want to do with this information? Dismiss it? Okay. We can dismiss it. Uh, You can point me and I can point you to national polls that show Trump beating Biden and say, see, it's just one poll. Pay it no mind. Okay. But it isn't just one poll, now is it? And this story remains. What I find to be true is that this story, that Nikki Haley would be an easier lift in a general. Remember, we could have had DeSantis. DeSantis would have been an easier lift too. This is not a compelling argument to the base. Not a compelling argument in the primaries. And these things don't mean anything. If you can't win South Carolina, I mean, I broke it down yesterday, as as well as I'm going to break it down on Tony Katz today. You can get the podcast over at WIBC.com. Do you know the kind of work that Nikki Haley has to do in South Carolina to even think that she could possibly be relevant for Super Tuesday? Um, It's a massive amount of work. Massive. I'll give you I'll give you an example. You want an example? I'll give you an example. I'm happy to give you an example. Uh the Washington Post Mammoth poll, which was eight hundred and fifteen likely voters. This ended um January thirtieth. Trump fifty eight, Haley thirty two. That puts Trump ahead twenty six points. Twenty six. So if Haley were to, you know, uh outperform Exceed expectations by 10 points, she's still down double digits. There is a morning consult poll. I'm not really giving it any mind because it ended February 4th. It's 414 registered voters, not necessarily likely voters. And according to this poll, Trump 68, Haley 31. Trump supporters are going to use this poll everywhere. It's over in South Carolina. It's all you're going to see. It's all you're going to see. Um, at 414 registered voters, I wasn't able to see the, the margin of error. Uh, I, I, I dismiss. I dismiss the poll. But it's okay, because Trump's still ahead basically by 30. In order for Nikki Haley to actually think she would have the money to continue into Super Tuesday states, where I only see her winning the northeast states of, of, of Vermont, of Massachusetts, and of Maine, which Republican voters will totally dismiss because they're not going to win those in a general anyway. She'd have to come within single digits. Not even win, coming within single digits. Winning would be a whole different thing. It's not there. I think that's an honest assessment of the situation. It's an equally honest assessment of the situation that nationwide... In a general election, Haley will outperform Donald Trump. Square the circle. Figure out what you want to do. 
I don't think you're going to change any minds in a primary. I think the cake is baked. I'm just telling you that you've got a tough lift ahead. That's all. Luckily, Trump supporters walk through walls. Uh, and 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 they'll uh, they'll just be convinced that he's going to win. I just don't know if that convinces uh, suburban soccer moms. Oh, I know, I know, the election's going to be stolen. I, I ask now, over the past uh, four years, what have you done to prevent those issues? What has the RNC done? What has Trump done? I, I'm only asking, or are you just moaning and bitching? I just want to know, what have you done? Don't tell me about the problem. Tell me what you've done to fix it, not me. No, no, not, what can I do? What have you done to fix it? I would like to know so I can tout it and I can praise your name, plural, names, glorify. I think that's the thing to do. Uh, there, I, I have some, some news out of Israel, and specifically some commentary from the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. But there was a story that over at IUPUI, um, they were offering up a class called Introduction to Bondage Work- Workshop where uh, students learn about rope bondage, BDSM, and and, uh, and sex play. And now I'm hearing that it's been canceled. This was put out by Libs of TikTok. Um, uh, first, uh, uh, you know, w- whatever you want to do in the privacy of your own bedroom, you're not going to get an argument from me. Two consenting adults, grab the safe word. Um, mine is Stephanopoulos, uh, mainly because that will end all sexual activity. Uh, y- you go right ahead. Go right ahead. I have no judgment. And when I say no judgment, zero kitten. Do what you do. Like what you like. I know I do. Well, we just got personal, didn't we? Uh, Why would this be a class at IUPUI? And if it was a class you're proud of, why would a little press from Libs of TikTok force you to cancel it? Or did you not know it was a class at IUPUI, which which is now IU Indianapolis, uh, which would then, you know, force one to ask, well, then... What else do you not know that is a class? If you canceled this because of some press on social media, maybe it's time for an audit of all the classes over at IU Indianapolis. Or maybe at IU Bloomington. One tweet changes the game? Huh. Let's start with the basics. Why was this a class? I mean, you have to go to college for this? posted a chart so i should i should at least engage the possibility that what he was shown is um is false it's possible that what he was given is is untrue and what he shared is untrue you would say that about anybody on social media by the way and if you didn't i would think that awkward tony katz 93 wibc good morning trust but verify check double check recheck I do it with social media. I, I do it with news. I do it with my kids. I don't even know how that's not the standard. This was inclusion standards from Disney. So you got to assume they're true. According to the chart, you have on-screen representation, creative leadership, below the line, uh, industry access and career development. According to this, um, that you have um, for on-screen representation, 
you have to have three of the five areas need to be fulfilled. Uh, characters, uh, 50% or more of regular and recurring characters come from underrepresented groups. 50% or more of regular and recurring actors come from underrepresented groups. So the characters and the actors. Secondary characters. Meaningful inclusion of underrepresented groups as secondary or more minor on-screen individuals, including background actors. The series premiere, meaningful integration of underrepresented group in overall themes and narratives. And episodic storytelling, ongoing meaningful integration of underrepresented groups in episodic themes and narratives. So basically, if if uh, ever uh, Disney makes a movie uh, about an African nation or set in an African nation, I'm looking forward to all the Asian actors they hire. This is this the, the problem here is that this is so believable. You wouldn't believe if it wasn't true. Because this is the radicalness of which people think. Hire good actors. We don't actually care. We don't care whether the actor is white or black or Asian or Hispanic. We care that it's good. No one watched, for example, uh, one of the Marvel films, uh, Shang-Chi, which I think was one of the better Marvel films, and said, honestly, they couldn't find people who are Hispanic to do this? No, 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 no one. No rational mind <laughs> said such a thing. Actors act. I mean, there's a story about actors act uh, that I have. If you get my uh, show sheet over at TonyCats.com, you, you saw this story. This is a story about Richard III. We're talking about some Shakespeare people. Get a little culture in you. A guy by the name, or a guy, a woman by the name of Michelle Terry. Michelle Terry is the uh, artistic director at the Globe. And Michelle Terry is a woman, and uh, King Richard is uh, a, a, a man, right? But they said, hey, Michelle Terry, here you go. All right, it's odd. It's strange. For sure. But people are upset because uh, uh, Michelle Terry doesn't have the, quote, lived experience to play the king. The people bothered aren't bothered by this being a woman. They're, uh, they're bothered by the fact that Michelle Terry uh, is healthy. Because uh, King Richard should be played by somebody who is uh, disabled. And I don't even know if that's the right term that they use. It's offensive and distasteful for Richard to be portrayed by someone outside the disabled community. This is what they wrote. Actors act. And you know how you show the disability? Acting. Brendan Fraser won an Oscar for The Whale. He's not fat. Actors act. This is what they do. We don't want them to act, and what do we want? You want uh, perfect representation? Dear Lord, how is anybody going to play the part of stormtroopers in any future Star Wars anything? We don't really have that many clones. This is all madness. 
and this idea of perfection representation is equal madness. Directors pick a cast, they have a vision, and they go with it. If, uh, if what's his name, uh, Jordan Peele, wants to make horror movies with all black casts, he's more than welcome to. And if some other director wants to make a horror movie with all white casts, they're more than welcome to. I just think that I should be cast in one of these films. I mean, why not? Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet. Because Anybody listening to Hillary Clinton on this subject is laughable. Because if there's anybody who understands how to engage in manipulation and propaganda, like a former KGB agent, it's Hillary Clinton. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning, Great to be here. Great to be with you. The phone number, 317-239-9393. Tucker Carlson did an interview with Vladimir Putin, and the left is apoplectic about it. Allow me a, a, a moment. First, uh, this was MSNBC, Alex Wagner interviewing Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton has nothing to offer. This is nonsense. Well, she's former Secretary of State. Yeah, how'd the reset go? Thank you. Thank you very, very much. She has nothing to offer in this conversation. The fact that Tucker Carlson got the interview, well, this has a tremendous number of media types angry, infuriated, and they will immediately go to uh, a, a thing, things like this, this Aaron Burnett on CNN, look at what a Putin spokesperson at the Kremlin had to say. We received many requests for interviews with the president. There is no desire to communicate with such media outlets, and there is hardly any point in it. There is hardly any benefit from it. He has a position that differs from the others. And Tucker Carlson indeed does have a position that differs from the others. He doesn't believe in being involved in Ukraine at all. I think he's wrong. When I see people post uh, that Russia is not a threat to NATO, that's an unseriousness that simply cannot be abided. Of course, Vladimir Putin is a threat to NATO. Of course, he's a threat. And to say otherwise is indeed laughable. It's, it's to say that his own words somehow have no bearing on his own words. Tucker sees it differently. Okay. Lots of people see things differently. You know, there are people out there who actually think that Israel is the problem and not Hamas. It's unbelievable. I know, right? Like, where, do they, where are these people from? Ridiculous, ridiculous, pathetic people. My God. I, you, luckily, luckily, they're not in the real world. They just run universities. The issue, of course, is not that Tucker had an interview with Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. It's not an issue. 
You don't think he's a journalist? No one cares if you think he's a journalist. What does that matter? It doesn't change reality. If I got the interview, would I be allowed to do it? Or am I now a Russian puppet? The conversation has to be about what's in the interview. And I have seen what people have put out as uh, transcripts. I've read some, certainly not all of, of the interview, and I will watch it. But I will tell you, as, 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 as clear as day, that if there is an editing at play that tries to make a Putin look like a sympathetic character, I will have words. Putin is a killer, Putin is a thug, Putin is a danger, Putin is a threat, and anybody who says otherwise is out of their head, including Tucker Carlson. You want to hear what Putin has to say? Go do the interview. Share it. We can then decide. We're grown-ups. We don't all have to agree. But I'll have some serious words for it. I will look very askew at people who think that somehow Vladimir Putin is the good guy. That doesn't necessarily make Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine a great guy. Couldn't they both be total scumbags? But one total scumbag invaded another total scumbag. So let's discuss what that is. I am stunned by the people who think that somehow we don't have to worry about Vladimir Putin. You really want to put him on the border with Poland? That's insane. That is a ridiculous construct from people who don't understand history and I believe don't understand any level of security. Well, it's not our business. We don't have to get involved. Ah, you're just not correct about this. And it's a difference in an approach. And the difference is, I think my way keeps us alive. Creates a safer society. And that's why I favor bullets for Ukraine. Let the, they're the ones who have to have this fight. I don't believe in putting a troop on the ground. I never have. I never believed in no-fly zones. I've been very, very clear. Of course, I believe that Ukraine should be able to defend itself, even if Vladimir Zelensky is a scumbag. Because of NATO and because of our relationship, because of treaties, I don't want Russia on the border with Poland. If only because I've read a book. You're going to try and convince me that uh, Putin is the good guy and on America's side and a friend? This KGB agent? If you fall for that, you're nuts. Am I going to prejudge what Tucker Carlson fell for? No. I'm going to watch the interview. What I'm certainly not going to do is listen to Hillary Clinton. That liar. That known liar and known fraud. She doesn't get to have a say in anything. Discussing the Biden administration move on natural gas. They're saying that it violates federal law. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. This is the Biden administration pausing LNG exports, liquefied natural gas. Why anybody would do such a thing is is madness. Why wouldn't you have the exports? Well, it's bad for the environment. No, freezing to death is bad for the environment. Liquefied natural gas, 
good. Also good, coal. Oh, you don't like coal? Also good, nuclear. Why do we somehow shun this possibility, which works? Instead of addressing America's real energy challenges, this from the attorneys general, your administration has decided to double down on a reckless environmental agenda through this TikTok-inspired pause. Well, TikTok, as we know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sucks. This surprise freeze is unlawful, harmful to our economy, and detrimental to our national security. So uh, you've got Chris Kobach, uh, the attorney general there in Kansas. You've got other attorneys general. Uh, expect to hear more about this in, in the coming weeks. And also, if you're looking for a job, Holiday World, which, uh, full disclosure, I love. I don't like Holiday World. I love Holiday World. I don't know why. The whole thing is ridiculous and awesome. And and the, 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 the sunscreen and the soda and the parking are free. My God, people, how are we not there right now? They are looking to hire 2,200 people. The question is certainly down there in, in Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, there, there aren't enough people. Where do they live? How does that part work? You go down for the summer and, and you live down there. How does that how does that come together? I would love if somebody's done it, I would love to know. Tony at TonyCats.com or on X at Tony Katz. Here, here's uh, what you get. Uh, you get a 50% discount on food. You get a 20% discount on merchandise. Employee parties with exclusive ride times. Free access to other amusement parks and attractions in the area. I don't know what else is in the area. Points earning, uh, point earning for ticket tickets, food, and prizes. Two free uniforms. Access to the employee transportation program. There's a small fee for that. It's a $13 starting wage for employees. 16 years old and up for lifeguards. 15 and, oh, 16 years and up. Lifeguards 15 and older. 15? Really? Huh. Team members housing. Available on a limited basis, you have to be 18 years or older to apply and live at least 50 miles away from Holiday World and Splash and Safari. I, I don't know. It sounds awesome. And I'm pretty sure Matt Bear should get a job there over the summer. Matt Bear, nothing but tank tops. Picture the tan. Picture the glistening muscle tan of Matt Bear. Yeah, I, I'm All trying, the sunscreen I'm trying, I'm that he's going to have, uh, you know, um, 62-year-old grandmas rubbing on his back. Now we're talking. I know that's how we're talking. <laughs> we I, I went it. right to your tickle spot. <laughs> Woo! Which is, by the way, one of the new rides at Holiday World. It's not. It's, it's worse. It's called good <laughs> gravy. My joke was way cleaner. <laughs> this is... It's real. Matt... We need to get you down to Holiday World. So I can ride the tickle spot? <laughs> Sometimes you have to drive. It's a great ride. This, I adore Holiday World. Adore it. Love it. Can't get enough. Brought the family there last summer. Got a cabana. Was, was protected from the elements. It was, it was terrific. So uh, 2,200 jobs are available. Get yours now. 
Can we do a live remote from Holiday World? Absolutely. Why not? Yeah, let's go. I'll go. Sounds great. We can't do WIBC Day at Holiday World? Yes, we can. Yes, si se puede. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. So We're not going to protest. <laughs> Gunner is a tool. Gunner is a tool. Gunner is a tool. Matt Bear went full PCU, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. Oh, oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you for, if you haven't seen the movie, um, you, you might want to get to that right away. PCU. Everybody's seen it. Oh, so good. And so, so true today. So very true. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Seriously, live, live remote at Holiday World. WIBC Day at Holiday World. All the shows, all day at Holiday World. Yes, please. Just to see what Nigel looks like by 3 p.m. You know I'm on to something. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. The bipartisan, feel the air quotes, border security bill will not get a vote. There was no desire to even bring about a vote for the debate. Cloture, children. Therefore, this will not be happening. The vote was 49 to 50. You needed 60 votes to get to a place to open up a debate. Yes, uh, there were Republicans who voted for this thing in the Senate. Murkowski, Lankford, Collins, and Romney. Of course, Lankford did because he brought it to the floor. And of course, Murkowski, Collins, and Romney did because that's what they do. But five Democrats voted against. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Markey out of Massachusetts. Menendez out of New Jersey and Egypt. Uh, Padilla out of California. Bernie Sanders out of Vermont and the Communist Party. And Elizabeth Warren out of Massachusetts. And uh, I don't know, whatever tribe she claims to be a part of. They voted against this. No one's discussing that. All they'll say is Republicans tanked the deal. Why did these Democrats vote against it? That's right, because they don't believe in border security at all. <sighs> what, you can't say that? I thought that's exactly the thing that you say. By the way, a, a correction, because I was talking about, and I, I mentioned this on Tony Katz Today yesterday, I was talking about Representative Gallagher of Wisconsin taking it on the chin, just getting abused, because I referred to him as the procedural vote of no vote in order to be able to bring it back. So, for example, uh, Senator... Um, uh, Chuck Schumer voted no, so he could then bring back the legislation at a future time. It's just the way the rules work. So I mentioned Mike Gallagher as that guy. It was Blake Moore out of Utah. Mike Gallagher was a no vote because he said you shouldn't impeach cabinet secretaries, which is, of course, wrong. This is about impeaching uh, um, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, for, uh, the Homeland Security Secretary, for his terrible work at the border, and he was one of the no votes along with Ken Buck and Tom McClintock of California. Ken Buck is of Colorado. So I said that he was the vote that was the procedural vote. No, no, no. That was Blake Moore out of Utah. So um, I just want to make sure I, I corrected that right there. Gallagher is taking hits on hits in Wisconsin. There are these Trump supporters like, I'm going to run against them. Okay. Okay. Go right ahead. 
Uh, do I think he was wrong? Yes, I, I think he was wrong. Some people are going to say are saying we're going to attack a young up and coming conservative over this one vote. Um, I can't I can't stop people running against him, and he was wrong. He voted against impeachment because it's wrong to use it like like this. It'll be used against Republicans. Kitten, it's already being used against Republicans. Impeachment has always been a political tool, not a legal tool. I don't think it should be used willy nilly. And I don't think Mayorkas uh, is doing a good job or the right job or any job. But it got used as a political tool by the Democrats twice. Just discussing what is. So now you have, uh, in the Senate side, there will be nothing on this border uh, bill that that Lankford and uh, Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona and Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut put forward. But Chris Murphy... Beta male, Connecticut. He, oh, I just, I, I can't tell you how. Uh, oh, it's, it's not just disagreement. It's just an ugliness. I feel about him the way I feel about Representative Dan Goldman. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were related. Just smarmy. I never feel that way about Tammy Duckworth. I disagree with Tammy Duckworth, but the respect for what she has done is, is very real. I never felt this way about John Fetterman. And oh, do I have some John Fetterman audio for you coming up? But this, this comes first. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's the story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn. Because there is more. Senator Chris Murphy says the only way to get border security is to vote for Democrats. Well, I actually haven't seen him angrier behind closed doors. That is as angry as he gets. I was actually sitting, standing in my office uh, with a number of my staff people watching him give that speech. We were all absolutely awestruck by, you know, how strong he has been at this moment when all of his colleagues are abandoning him. Uh, The short answer to your question is, Jake, is that I think for the time being, um, Republicans are never going to compromise on immigration. I think the only way that immigration ever gets solved as a problem is if Democrats are in charge of the House and the Senate. We change the rules and we get something passed with a majority vote. I think Republicans can't imagine a world in which the problem of immigration is solved. Like, what would they do on their weekends if not drag the press down to the border to show off how broken it was? What would- this is ugly and despicable. And why are we compromising on the idea of a border to begin with? You had the House and you had the Senate and you had... Or you you had the House and you had had the presidency, you didn't do anything. The Senate and the presidency, and and this isn't isn't it. Because you start with a number like 5,000. Why isn't the number zero? Or five? Or 50? 500? Why is the number 5,000 encounters only regarding asylum? And why does the Homeland Security Secretary now have the ability to grant asylum? And why is it that court cases can only be heard in D.C.? There are a million questions here. And why was it tied to Ukraine funding? It's because Republicans want something to complain about. I want a border deal, which is why when I heard Senator Lankford say that uh, a commentator, a conservative commentator said to him, if you try and solve the border problem, I'll ruin you. You want this as a piece for the election? I want a safe border. People who put elections over a safe border are nuts. I'm not saying we shouldn't have safe elections. I'm not saying elections don't matter. But here we are right now. Let's solve the problem right now. I have to wait 
That seems silly to me. Not just silly, total madness. But you think Democrats are good? You had the chance to do this. You didn't do this. Yes, it's going to take a bipartisan effort. Yes, one could argue there's going to be some pieces of compromise. Why are we compromising on the idea of 5,000? That's the compromise? 5,000 people a day? That's insane. It's Ayn Rand. The compromise between bread and poison is still death. So how about this, Senator Murphy? You child. I'll try and be respectful. Here's the compromise number. Zero. We shut down all legal immigration. We have the legal ports of entry. We process people in a way that makes sense for the country's safety and security, not for the people coming across the border. We fully institute uh, remain in Mexico, and we punish our so-called friends for failing to help us with our security needs. Could we start there? Just pass them a standalone bills. Bring them up. No Ukraine funding, no Israel funding, no NGO funding, none of that. Start there. I'm down. Oh, and Republicans passed HB2 um, nearly a year ago. Maybe tell Chuck Schumer to take that up. Let's see a vote on that. I guess I missed the piece where David Frum, so-called conservative, writes, did he write in, oh, he wrote in the Atlantic. Well, that makes perfect sense. That somehow we should think better about former President Woodrow Wilson. It's It's a defense of Woodrow Wilson. That's actually the, the, the name of the article. Uncancel Woodrow Wilson. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And of course, connects it to, to Trump. Um, Woodrow Wilson was an evil bigot. Woodrow Wilson was... Uh, responsible in 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 a in a great number of, of of ways in in advocating if you will uh trying to uh engage the bigotry there there's i don't i don't sadly don't have the time i'm gonna get to it next week a breakdown of this because this is kind of nutty the racist that he was the anti-semite that he was why would anybody think that somehow his his poor qualifications need a resurrection? This is a nuts idea. But you do this in order to 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 what? To get one over on Trump? That's the, that's why you would write something like this? I'm going to break this down. I'll get into it next week. I'm going to need a little bit of time here. But the other story that I wanted to get to was about Joe Biden. Because as I have been stating, 
You can't let Joe Biden be president. Can't do it. This is over. We're kidding ourselves. And if you want to wait till the election, because he's easier to run against, sorry, we have different views of a country. He has absolutely no understanding of where he is. I'm calling it dementia. I know I can't diagnose the man. Don't care if the Democrats of Indiana like it or not. Shame on you for not speaking out, you weirdos, you power-hungry freaks. Joe Biden is having conversations with dead people. It reminds me of when I was talking to Francois Mitterrand after I got elected. Francois Mitterrand, the former president of France, died in 1996. And now, at a campaign event... We are told that the president, Joe Biden, said that the former German chancellor, Helmut Kohl, asked him what he would say if he learned a thousand people stormed the British parliament in an attempt to deny the next prime minister from taking office. But Helmut Kohl died in 2017. He was talking to to Angela Merkel. These aren't separate, isolated incidents. This isn't an oopsie. This guy doesn't know where he is. This guy is dangerous. And yes, Kamala Harris is not bright. Kamala Harris is a fool. Kamala Harris has policies that will curl your toes. But she's the vice president of the United States, and the president of the United States is clearly incapacitated. So what the hell are we talking about? Let it continue? You're all nuts if you think you should let this continue. And any Democrat out there who still wants to defend Joe Biden, you hate the country. You hate Republicans more than you love your own children. You sick bastards. We're past the point of pretending. You can argue that Trump is terrible, this, that, and the other. You have the right to not elect him. I have the right not to elect Joe Biden. We're talking about the guy who is the president who is talking to dead people. If you can't figure out the difference, if you can't figure out the difference, what's the point of talking to you? To them, what's the point? I don't want to hear about, well, it's easier to win an election this way. We're not talking about an election. We're talking about a guy who can actually start a war just by opening his mouth, and he's talking to dead people twice now. Just saying it the way it is. And the people who want to disagree, what you support is obscene. Let's fight. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. 93 WIBC, good morning. is going to reduce deportations. That's right. Uh, The White House that's very concerned about the border is going to reduce deportations and um, they're going to reduce the capacity to engage detentions. But that will only happen if they don't pass this border bill. So that's the White House threatening America that if you don't put the bill we want forward We'll do less to protect the border. That's that is not a way to run a country, everybody. It's just not. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. 
you have got the White House saying that Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, for those of you who like uh, a good uh, good little bit of wordplay, uh, they will be forced to reduce operations. You've got Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, who's very bad at the gig. It, that's, that's not even a, a political thing. That's just a factual thing. Because Republicans have not passed the agreement with funding for Israel and Ukraine, the administration will have no choice. She was on Air Force One, and the quote is, because congressional Republicans are choosing partisan politics over our national security and refusing to pass the bipartisan national security agreement that includes significant border reforms and funding over the coming weeks, ICE will be forced to reduce operations because of budget shortfalls. Well, that's just not the case. But then again, what do you expect from an administration and a press secretary that says things uh, uh, like this about the president. Well, the president was at the border uh, last year, so just want to make sure and make that clear. Uh, and so he got to see for himself uh, what the uh, border patrol agents go through their process. Uh, he got to see the technology that's used. He was not at the border. He was in El Paso. And there's a difference. He was not at the border. It's just it's just not true. But what a threat. Pass the legislation or we'll do even less. It's pretty remarkable stuff. Uh, we, we don't have a secure border. And sadly, this legislation was not the thing to do it. And it's okay to say this legislation is not the thing to do it. As I, I've made the argument, the only thing worse than no deal is a bad deal. And this was a bad deal. We need a standard. And we need to accept the fact that nothing is perfect. To make a statement right off the bat that we're okay with 5,000 encounters with asylum seekers, even though we're changing the, the actual terminology, if you will, about asylum and how the system works, why would you ever accept that number? Let's just go back to that and sit and ask, why is that the number? Why shouldn't we answer that question? 5,000 contacts? Was this uh, created by uh, a, a look at data regarding natural migratory patterns over the past 50 years? Was this a conversation about a, a number uh, by which uh, Border Patrol starts to bend or crack? Was this created by the same people who told us that during COVID you have to be six feet away from somebody? Which, of course, was a made-up number. The six-feet number was a lie. Meanwhile, husbands were not there to hold the hands of their wives as they slipped off this, shuffled off this mortal coil. Their wives died, and they weren't there by their side because six feet. The evil that was perpetrated on the American people by these so-called do-gooders will never and should never be forgiven. We have to take this moment and have a better tomorrow. That happens with honesty. So let us honestly ask, where does this 5,000 number come from? I have not gotten that answer from Senator Lankford or Senator Murphy or Senator Sinema. Where does the number come from? It's only all Republicans won't pass this. That's not an answer. That's political. Isn't the correct answer regarding illegal immigration or lies about asylum zero? And then to to follow up, 
Why would I give these non-governmental organizations that have been teaching people to lie for years, if not decades, at the border about asylum, claiming asylum, why would I give them any money? $1.4 billion, not a chance. I wouldn't let them near the border. I would charge a vast number of them with treason. That's honest. I, I, I want security. I want the technology. I want the money. And I want it now. But I don't I didn't want this because this is this starts at a place that's just well out of whack. This isn't the baseline. This is a radical line. And I'm glad it didn't go anywhere in the Senate. Let's put together things that will. Wisconsin is pretty clear. Nikki Haley would beat the living daylights out of Joe Biden. Beat him with a stick. Win Wisconsin by 15 points. But Trump is dominating in the primary. And that's the story. What does it matter what they say about what Haley would do in a general if the primary voter has already made up their mind? Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Mind already made up. So how does one how does one act, react, move in, in this situation? You accept the fact that Nikki Haley has not done enough to convince the primary voter. Not by any stretch of the imagination has she done enough to change the mind of the primary voter. What has happened is that this seems to be over and the level of miracle Nikki Haley would need in South Carolina doesn't have anything to back up its possibility. Absolutely nothing. And I, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Absolutely, positively nothing that could show that, that uh, she's got, what's the word I'm looking for? A chance? So you're telling me there's a chance? No. I'm telling you there's absolutely nothing that shows that she has a chance. That's all. I'm saying the Senate uh, deal, if you will, on border security does not uh, get through. You don't get the 60 votes to to open the debate. You've got Republicans who voted against it. You've got Democrats who voted against it, although they won't talk about that. This deal was a non-start from the beginning, a non-starter from the beginning. The question is, what does this do to Mitch McConnell? Because already there is talk that this is done. Mitch McConnell is over and finished and complete. Mitch McConnell needs to go. This was Senator Ted Cruz. Sorry about that. If I could actually, I don't know, do my job right. It's just the technical part. Everything else I've got under control. Is it time for Mitch McConnell to go? I think it is. 
the move will come for new leadership. Because why would you be in the room negotiating this border deal only to say, no, I'm not in favor of it, and just leave James Langford out there to die? These things are these things are mistakes. We make a lot of mistakes on the political right. Don't have the unity that the political left has, don't have the resolve. It's an issue. And better leadership might lead to a better result. It's certainly worth a try. We're, we're going to say it's not worth a try. It's 100% worth a try. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. trying to say, hey, this is what you should play for the, for the music moment today. And was pushing some Glenn Campbell my way. I'm like, since when do you listen to Glenn Campbell? I don't know. Kids will surprise you sometimes. That was a good surprise. I liked it. Tony Katz. That's me, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. Uh, you have, as we've discussed... Med schools and and uh, law schools that are not actually interested at all in, um, well, teaching medicine and teaching law. What what they are interested in is teaching this 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 radicalness and sadly we use that term a lot and and i i need to find a, a better word for it because that could be kind of a turnoff when you hear the same thing over and over but what they're teaching now is just uh if you're in med school you know it's it's not enough to do no harm you have to recognize that you are practicing medicine on stolen land kids it's all stolen land it was stolen by white people? Sure, whatever you say. Before that, it was stolen by tribe after tribe after tribe when they weren't raping and pillaging each other. It's all stolen. All the African land is stolen. All the European land is stolen. It's stolen by everybody all the time. It's the history of mankind. Stop thinking that somehow you can do it better. Stop thinking that somehow you can so completely change the condition of humanity. It's nuts. It's ridiculous. You know what has most helped the condition of humanity? Capitalism. The idea of trade. The idea of trade. The idea of working together in one's own self-interest. Because you have an interest and I have an interest. And if we work together, we both get to engage our own interests. That is good. The people who, who go after capitalism and attack capitalism, they could not create a better society if their lives depended on it. They wouldn't know how. 
They have no founding principle or philosophy or ideology that could create anything better. All they can create is dismay. All they can create is heartache. They have no value. None. Zero. Less than zero. And they're lying to you when they say that somehow capitalism is the problem. Capitalism is the answer. It's always been the answer. It continues to be the answer. And for the sake of clarity, nobody has come up with a better answer. But the idea that these these democratic socialists stop you mean you mean communists that they've got something better don't 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 buy into that insanity cuz that's insane but i bring this up about uh medical schools because well that's where we're at that medical schools and and, and uh, these law schools aren't actually teaching anything of value. What they teach is awful, and you have to question whether or not you're ever going to get good medical care again. If a medical school is focused on the proper pronoun and not focused on the disease, how do you get good care? Well, good care involves using the proper pronoun. No, it doesn't. Good care involves actual care. You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. Do I think you should be rude to the patient? No. Do I think their pronoun matters to whether or not they're engaged in a proper cancer treatment? No. As a matter of fact, their pronoun could hurt them because maybe a cancer treatment is dependent on sex. I'm not a doctor. I don't have an answer for that. But it could depend on a whole series of things having to do with a person's physiology. Now, couldn't it? Their makeup, and men are different than women and made up different than women. So no, your pronoun actually gets in the way. The story here is that medical schools are trying to push the idea of racial concordance. As a matter of fact, they're utilizing this as a matter of admissions. What is racial concordance? Well, a racial concordance is the idea that a a black med student will do better if they have a black teacher. Now, there are things that have come out of the education world which involve having different teachers of all different stripes, if you will, and that that has been actually better for students because it allows them to see more things and see more things that are, you could argue, possible, different styles, uh, and all these things matter because kids are different. They need to be taught differently. It's like the idea that in elementary school, we think boys and girls should be taught the same way. We're nuts because girls can sit in a chair and boys can't in the main. Boys are more rambunctious. And we have an entire society that tries to push that down. That's pretty terrible can't really have men that way but then again you take a look at a society that hates men and tries to uh engage in a, in a, in a feminizing and, a, and a, a demeaning of men toxic masculinity the evil patriarchy 
you'll find that men don't want to be men. And that's a problem. Ask the women who can't find men. But in this idea, this idea of racial concordance is the idea that pairing a patient with a doctor uh, with a doctor of the same race has some positive effect on health outcomes. So in the training and then actually in the medical care. If I have cancer, and let's hope that doesn't happen, I want the doctor who can treat the thing. I, if, if the doctor is from the Philippines, so be it. If the doctor's from Nigeria, so be it. If the doctor is from Anderson, so be it. I want the doctor who can handle the thing. That's what I want. If I need web design, I want the web designer who can handle the thing. I need the web designer who looks like me. Well, maybe you do, and I'm not going to tell you not to do that. I think you're free to do that. And if you're somebody who wants to uh, uh, reach out there and, oh, you're black, you only want a black doctor, that's fine. Because you're the patient. I've stated this before. Do I tend to Jewish doctors? Absolutely I do. Why? There is a, a, a familiarity within the conversation that I find good and I find comforting, and that matters to me. I never thought about it for a specialist, though. No, I want the specialist. But I'm the patient. I can make that call. It's my life. But the idea that you would have a patient and be like, well, that patient is black, so therefore, sorry, you doctors on call. You can't do it. We have to go uh, bring in a black doctor to handle this. That's insane. The idea that the training can only come from somebody who looks like you, insane. As a matter of fact, what we've seen on the education side actually kind of blows up that methodology, that theory, that radicalness. This is what med schools want? It's not medicine. That is something very different. What you as a patient want, well, maybe you're not doing something in your best interest. But med schools teaching doctors this? People are going to get killed. They're going to get killed. You you, You think that somehow mortality rates are down right now? Which is a messed up number because of COVID. It's not that mortality is so much down in the United States. Let more doctors like this enter the hospitals. You watch. It's a very scary world going forward. All from this wokeness. Never forget. Never forget that all of this fits in this DEI insanity. And DEI is destructive. Get rid of it on the state level. Get rid of it on the local level. Get rid of it in the universities. Get rid of it in the schools. Get rid of it in the businesses. Get rid of it. It's a killer. We've got 45 degrees in the American Standard Heating Weather Center. The time is 836. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. What coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news. Presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays at 9 a.m. WIBC and WIBC.com. The Dow futures are down just three. The NASDAQ futures down 34. Disney beat earnings. Disney beat earnings. So I guess that I guess that boycott went well. But I, I must bring you now to a story from the social medias. 
Um, as I discussed earlier, Joe Biden is not mentally okay. It's dementia. It is something like it. You tell me I can't diagnose. I'm telling you as a guy in a bar stool, that guy ain't okay in the head and he can't be president anymore. He's a danger to himself. He's a danger to the nation. We're not waiting till the election. Don't tell me, well, Trump, did none of that matters. Biden has to be replaced today. The 25th Amendment has to be something we utilize. This is over. He doesn't know where he is. He gets his uh, daily briefing at 11 a.m. What's he doing all morning? He can't get off a stage. He cannot complete a sentence. He cannot remember where he is at. He had a he had told a story about talking to a dead person, the president, the former president of France, Francois Mitterrand, and then he thinks he's speaking to Helmut Kohl, who died in 2017, when he was actually speaking to Angela Merkel, former chancellors of Germany. It's not okay. We're kidding ourselves, and it's dangerous. And if you tell me, Tony, that's going to give you President Kamala Harris, I will say to you, I am fully aware of the words that I am using. I am totally aware of what is coming out of my mouth and out of hers. <laughs> Joe Biden can't be president anymore. We're all, we're all kidding ourselves. Don't tell me about Trump. Don't tell me about waiting for the election. If you think we should wait for the election because Biden's needs your beat, holy hell, man. I like politics as much as the next guy, but can we get serious for a second? The response I got from Forever Bell was, and I'm quoting here, as I have said before, you go F yourself. You are a walking heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> okay, Bell, Sure. Sure, I'm totally unhealthy, and I'm going to die any second. What does that have to do with what I said? What, what, does, what does my health have to do with anything? Never mind that you're wrong about my health. Who cares about that? What does it matter? We're talking about the President of the United States, a guy who could start wars, a guy who could destroy a nation. Why are you so busy with the deflection that you can't see the reality? What's wrong with you? My health is inconsequential. His health is paramount. And he's not healthy. He's demented. He doesn't know where he is and he doesn't know who he's talking to. And you want to talk about me? You want to make fun of me? Do you feel better? Great. The country is still in peril. And this is why people like you, Bell, can't be in charge because you can't focus on the things that matter. You're not a serious person. You proved it. I'm having the serious conversation. You want a name call. Great. Your name called. Now what are we going to do about the demented old man in the White House? The world is crazy. We do not have to be. That's why we have the TK. Tony Katz, that's me. TK, Thursday music moment presented by Kill-A-Dent. Kill-A-Dent removal, paintless auto-dent and hail removal pros. The door dings, the, the paintless dent removal, the hail damage, it's all taken care of by Kill-A-Dent removal. Check them out online, killadentremoval.com. Killadentremoval.com. Good people, good people sponsoring the TK, Tony Katz, TK Thursday music moment. Uh, a little more recent, a little more in, uh, well, I went with this century, so I got that going for me. I went to 2001. Uh, look, there are bigger fans of uh, of the Strokes than me, but um, 
It's a song that moves, man. So roll down the windows in your car. Step away from the computer. Turn up the speakers. Grab a drink. I don't know what's in the coffee mug. I'm not here to judge. Relax. It's going to be all right. You're allowed to take a moment to catch your breath. This is that moment. It is The Strokes with Last Night. Hit it. like that blood pressure's down a little bit you feel good you feel energized gonna have a good day and we'll deal with the madness 
You can get all the songs from the TK Thursday Music Moment over there at WIBC.com. Just look for the TK Music Moment. You will see the playlist right there. Brought to you by KillAdentRemoval.com. Supreme Court is going to hear the Colorado case. Of course, you got the Colorado Supreme Court saying that Trump can't be on the ballot because he incited a riot to which, by the way, no charges have been brought and uh, no conviction has taken place. On inciting a riot? Nope. Neither one of those things. Yet they decided he can't be on uh, the ballot in the primary on March 5th. This is now going to the Supreme Court. They will hear that case today. Tony Katz. 93 WIBC, good morning. Colorado's, of course, out of their head. And if this is the way it's going to be, you will be seeing secretaries of state taking Biden off the ballot. Why not? If this is the country we're going to have, this is what you're going to see. If you don't adhere to a system, you're not going to see other people do it. The argument from the political right that people simply will not accept is that they are exhausted by this idea that they have to live by a standard and the left doesn't. It's madness and they're exhausted by it. It, Oh, it bothers me, but the madness also bothers me. Supreme Court going to hear this case. I hope they rule quickly in favor of, of Trump because that's exactly what they should do. Uh, this uh, brings us now to what's going on in Israel, where Netanyahu has uh, rejected the ceasefire demands from Hamas, calling them ridiculous. Uh, they are uh, delusional, is the exact word he used, and has stated now that Israel's goal is absolute victory. Good. Good. It needs to be understood that Israel has absolutely no interest in worrying about what the rest of the world says. Their interest is in ending the madness. It doesn't help. By the way, the madness is terrorism. The madness is the terrorist activities of Hamas, the support from the terrorist organization Iran. It has to end. It doesn't help when the Secretary of State is engaged in conversations like this. Israelis were dehumanized in the most horrific way. On October 7th, the hostages have been dehumanized every day since. But that cannot be a license to dehumanize others. What dehumanizing are you referring to? The war? Tell Hamas to surrender. When does that come out of your mouth, Anthony Blinken? Tell Hamas to surrender. Why is it that we can't get this honesty? It's, it's, it's up to me and me alone on radio? That's nuts. How is that even possible? I'm the only person who's calling for them to surrender? No, I'm not actually. And this is where it gets even stranger. Because John Fetterman is asking this exact question. He's asking point blank, how is it possible that we're not calling on Hamas to stop? Why does this not happen? And the reason it doesn't happen from all these people in academia and all these people in Congress is because they clearly want Israel destroyed. 
It's what they want. And so when I read the story over at the Indy Star uh, about, oh, it's, it's a new McCarthyism. Students, faculty worried about pro-Palestine, uh, what is it, censorship at IU. Pro-Palestine? We see you. You mean, why is it that people are standing up against your Jew hatred? Oh, I don't know. And by the way, I don't think I would have canceled the artist. Uh, the Palestinian artist, uh, the Jew hater, but I don't think I would have canceled her. But it's funny, you would have canceled me speaking on IU's campus, Ben Shapiro or Dennis Prager. You would have, you would have tried to cancel that. And Coulter, we should test the theory. IU, invite me down. I got a lot to say, and I'll bring friends. I've got those stories on Tony Katz today. Catch you at noon.